Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Uh, We come together this evening for a unique purpose. This is a -a one-of-a-kind service in the church year, unlike any other service in our year, unlike any Bible study, any prayer group, any fellowship night. Tonight, we come together to intentionally disobey the Bible. Now worse, we're going to intentionally disobey Jesus' clear teaching, his specific instructions, because in just a minute... I'm going to invite you to come forward and receive a mark of ash on your forehead. And then I'll send you out into the world and everyone will know where you've been. They might not know what particular kind of church you went to, but they'll definitely know something about your life of faith, your spiritual life. So listen again to Jesus' words. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. Then your Father who is in secret will reward you. So exactly what are we doing here this evening? This service, I think, this tradition is one of the most misunderstood things that we do. The real imagery, the real significance, which of course, as we'll see, is profound, has been lost in the unthinking tradition of coming to church and getting the ashes. Or if you live in a city, going to the subway station and getting the ashes, this thing called ashes to go. There's no service whatsoever. You just go and get the ash and go on your way, checking off the box. It's like wearing a cross necklace or a what would Jesus do bracelet. Do people still wear what would Jesus do bracelets? That's like from the 90s, right? But I'm, I'm from the 90s, so there you go. But it's a way to let people know that you're a Christian without having to get into an awkward conversation about Jesus. Right? Just look at my forehead. I've been to church. But Jesus himself seems to be adamantly opposed to this kind of thing. He says that we shouldn't even let people see us when we pray. We should do it, or really any other good work, whether we're feeding the poor, giving alms. He says not even to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And what he's cutting out here, what he's trying to say is that our good deeds should be done so unconsciously, with so little concern for being seen by others, that it's as though even our other hand doesn't know what's going on. Do any of you have a friend? I know that none of you yourselves are like this, but do any of you know somebody who can't resist bringing up some certain cool thing about themselves? Like how they did on the SATs, or that time they hiked Mount Kilimanjaro, or the fact that they once sat in on a set with, with Faith Hill. And yes, I actually know someone who claims to have played drums with Faith Hill. But I'm one of those p- people too. R- r- uh, remind me to tell you about my SAT scores sometime. You see, it's very difficult for us to disconnect 
from the desire to have our good deeds appreciated. It's very difficult for us to disconnect from the desire to have our good deeds appreciated. Yesterday, a friend sent me a Lenten bingo card um, that had been shared in a Facebook group that he was in. It looked to me like it was made by a school chaplain because he encouraged students to fill it out as they went through Lent and to uh, sign it and leave it back on his office door. The, The card had spots for things like feed the hungry and supply water to the thirsty and forgive someone. It also had ones like unplug and make art and try vegan. Now, that's fine. It's all well and good. The most egregious problem with the card, in my opinion, was that you were at the end of Lent supposed to write your name on it and turn it in. You were supposed to get credit for the good things that you had done during Lent. Your efforts at holiness, your winning at Lenten bingo. But remember Jesus' cautionary words. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before people to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. But when you do something, go into your room, close the door. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. It seemed to me that the center square of the Lenten bingo card should have been, complete this card, but don't turn it in. Because remember, it's nearly impossible for us to disconnect from the desire to have our good deeds appreciated. You know this is true about yourself. When you do something good and you look around to see who might have noticed, and you're really disappointed, disappointed when there's no one there and you think how you might work it into a conversation later. But Ash Wednesday today is about that disconnection. Today is about becoming disconnected from having our good deeds appreciated. Because far from an opportunity for showing the world that we've been to church, those ashes that we'll receive on our foreheads, remember the words I'll say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The ashes on your foreheads are to remind you all the rest of the day today and throughout Lent that you are human. There's a group from the 80s called the Human League. I'm sure you've heard of them. They're very popular. (laughs) I think they had one album called Human and one popular song also called Humans. Sort of a failure of uh, creativity there. The Human League, the album called Human, and the song is also called Human. But it includes these powerful lines. I'm only human. Of flesh and blood I'm made human, born to make mistakes. Now, it's strange to have such profound words coming from a British synth-pop group in 1986, but they've really put their finger on what it means to be human. I'm only human 
Flesh and blood I'm made human, born to make mistakes. When's the last time you did something really great and when somebody complimented you on it, you said, well, I am human. Never. It's never happened, not once. We always appeal to our humanity when our shortcomings are revealed. We say, well, I'm only human. So on Ash Wednesday, we place a mark on our heads, not to call attention to how great we are, or how faithful, or how holy, but as an admission of weakness, of shortcoming, of humanity. It's less a badge of honor than it is a scarlet letter. But Ash Wednesday and Lent don't need to be depressing times. It's not a 40-day grind until we can eat chocolate and watch The Bachelor again. Remember something else that Jesus said when the Pharisees were bothered that he was eating with tax collectors and sinners. He was eating with humans. He said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners. That is the good news for us today. Here on Ash Wednesday, we get the whole story, the whole good news in a neat little package. First, the bad news, that ashen mark on our foreheads. We are human. We are but dust, and to dust we shall return. Our left hand always knows exactly what our right hand is doing. We hold ourselves prisoner to what other people think of us. But then, the good news, and that's with a capital G, capital N, the good news, the gospel itself, Jesus Christ came for just such sinners, just such needy humans. He came for you. So this evening, as we take ashes onto our foreheads, let us enter Lent with these two truths at the front of our minds. First, that we are human, that we are in need, more deeply than we'd ever admit to anyone. Perhaps tonight is the most public admission of our need we'll ever admit to. An ashen cross on our forehead. We are human. We are in need. But Jesus is the Christ. He comes to meet needs. He comes to raise the dead to new life. The good news overpowers the bad news. And humans, sinners like you and me, are saved. Amen.